Good morning and welcome to Only Believe Ministry Sunrise Service. How's everyone this evening? Yeah, this morning. Sorry, it's 7 a.m., isn't it? Whew. You can tell I got a few hours sleep last night. If you would, everyone stand at your feet this morning. Though our choir, being directed by Regina Ingram this morning, will be singing songs in performance for us, these are songs that you can sing along with and worship to this morning. So we join you to be a part of that with us. But before we start, I want you to find one person, and I want you to tell them, like Mary did from the grave when, G when the angel of the Lord spoke to her, I want you to find somebody and say, Jesus is alive. He's no longer dead. Amen. Tell someone. All right, if you would, everyone, give your attention and let's be worship our Lord together with our Only Believe Ministries choir being led and directed by Regina Ingram.
God, happy Easter to you today. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, you can be seated. Hallelujah. No, you can't. Stand to your feet. I want to sing this song. I'm, hallelujah. 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 Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his Hallelujah. On this day that Peter was impressed, as well as Paul, to be at Jerusalem on Easter. Somebody said Easter's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Acts, the 12th chapter. It is a day that we celebrate one of the greatest occasions, the very foundational pillar of Christianity. You might say, but I thought the crucifixion crucifixion was wonderful but the crucifixion was nothing more than three men dying it was the resurrection of Christ that made him both Christ and Lord for if not he'd just been another criminal laid in a tomb with a group of followers that had their dreams dashed but on the notable day that we call Easter that we celebrate today praise God the power of God raised Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, 
to confirm that he was not only born of a virgin, that his sinless life was accepted, and that the work on the cross was a sacrificial work, not on his own behalf, but on our behalf, fulfilling hundreds of prophetic declarations that Jesus would justify the sinner by faith. Today we celebrate that the tomb is empty. Hallelujah. Marking that there is no other faith like the Christian faith. No other founder has been raised from the dead. No other founder has been marked by God, qualified by God, and accepted by God to be a redeemer for mankind. Easter is very important, praise God. It is a millstone, as it were, that we tie ourselves, bind ourselves together, that we are people of faith. If you'll turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, the 12th, the 11th chapter today, we're going to read a common passage of Scripture to many of us. We're going to start in verse 22, 1 Corinthians 11:22. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. What? Have you not houses to eat and to drink in? Or despise ye the church of God? And shame them that have not. What shall I say unto you that I shall not praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, the that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke that. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is in the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it. In remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death, its effect, and its power until I return again. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, Tarry ye one for another, and if any man hunger, let him eat at home, and that ye may come not together to condemnation, but to condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. We have come here today. It's one of the most sacred, and it is a holy day. It is a day that God has separated. Not man, but God has separated from 365 other days. And he's commemorated this day by the resurrection of one Jesus Christ confirmed to be dead. But we here today come together to celebrate as a church, as an assembly, 
as a people of God, as those that have chosen God and his ways over ours. The Lord's Supper is the centerpiece of our Christian faith. It is not something that we do to obtain our Christian faith. It is something due to do because we have a Christian faith. Faith is, as we are gathered here today, we are gathered as individuals, all of us in our own world, all of us in our own life, yet we are joined together by this mysterious thread of family. We are a part of the family of faith. When we come together, Today, we come together to fellowship one with another on equal ground, understanding that all men have sinned and all men have come short of the glory of God and that there is no upper echelons, that there is no poor, there is no rich, that there is no social ladder, hierarchy, anybody better than anyone else, but that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God and have all need of repentance and the receiving of the blood of Jesus Christ. There is none that is condemned and there is none that is justified except by his blood today. And we come together to commune with the Lord himself. Even though we are in a sanctuary and other people around us, the communion table is something that is individual. Yes, we bring our family together and yes, we do it as a family of faith and yes, we celebrate it as a church but really it is one of the most sacred intimate places of our belief and our faith as we as a household of faith come together today we come together in unity and in love we come together in the place that as unity we are bound to God first of all we are unified in our surrender to him. We are unified because of our joining and reconciliation with him. We are unified in a family that we cannot be separated from. Though it is a family where people make mistakes, people misunderstand people, people judge and misjudge, calculate and miscalculate, people fail and people get up, it is still a family that we cannot separate ourselves from. We are individual and invisible thread of grace. We come together here today in the unity that we are united and born of one spirit. We have been united for one cause. That is the cause of Christ. Today, we are gathered here in communion to cause to remembrance the sacred day that Jesus was resurrected from the dead. We humbled ourselves and we accept that God's way is far greater than our religious devotion. We are here to worship him and to proclaim to the world and to each other that we have faith in something that seems to astound the minds of the greatest men and women on planet Earth, the resurrection of a human body. We are unified today for one cause, that we through obedience and a surrender to his will, not ours, are here today 
to join ourselves more deeply with him. As it were to reminisce, as it were to anniversarize our faith, to go back to where we once met Christ and remember the passion and the flame, remember the freedom and the liberty, to remember the cost, to remember our first glimpse at the cross. This day takes us not only into our past, but brings us into our today because we live by faith in him and it projects us into our faith of tomorrow that one day he will return. Communion is emphatically, without question, one of the greatest times of every believer. We are gathered here in unity today in order to serve one another by love. So many times we forget that we're just not passing people, but that we are called to love them. That means that all of us are in a place of service today. It means that we, as Christ, as a part of our cross, are to love those, whether they are perfect or imperfect, are like us or are so different from us that we cannot even understand or comprehend where they're coming from. We are here today because we are unified by the command that by this love one for another, the world will know that we are his disciples. We lay aside pride. We understand that we are to serve one another as Jesus did at his last supper in Luke 22 with the disciples and said, look, I give you an example. And I'm giving you an example of the greatness that awaits the man that humbles himself and bends his knee to serve one another. We are here today to realize that we must overcome all hatred and difference and that we must show forth that love. And only by that love will they ever know that we are true Christians. We're gathered here today under his love. We're gathered here today because of his love. We're gathered here today because we are to be an expression of his love. We may not understand the depth and the width and the height and the length of this love, but without a shadow of doubt, it has touched us and changed us, giving us an example of what our life should do to another when they encounter us in everyday life is that we are to be people that make a difference in others. Let it not be said that when they walk away from us that they have seen no difference in us as that, that is common among men. We are called to be disciples of Christ. God called us by his love. He gave his only begotten son to you and I, we are bound by that love. We are indebted. We are indebted to that love. Therefore, we are indebted one to another as well as to our enemies and to the world. We are gathered here today because we've been touched by God's love. It has transformed us. I don't know if you were a racist. I don't know if you were bitter. I don't know if you were hateful. I don't know if you were a murderer or a rapist. I don't know what you were. But I know that when you came in contact with the reality of the cross, you were changed. Nobody can contact the cross 
and the love of Christ and be the same. We were transformed and we are here because we've been transformed and we are here to remember that transformation and to more deeply dedicate ourselves to it flowing through us to transform others. We were bound by sin, addictions, bitterness, hate, racism. But when love came into us, it redeemed us and freed us and forgave us of all of our injustices. Thank God for the love of the cross. We are gathered here today to go through self-examination. Someone say, I get so tired of looking at myself. No, no, we never get tired of looking at ourselves. Because when we look at ourselves at times like this of great intimacy, when we pull back from the world, when we pull back from our own busyness of life, which sometimes can become the enemy of what God is trying to do in our life. But when we pull back at this time, we examine ourselves, we judge ourselves, we scrutinize ourselves, we take off our outward robes and we look at the inward heart of ourselves. And sometimes it's scary, but at all times it is a good thing. Because when we look at ourselves through the eyes of God, when we look at ourselves through the eyes of examination to prove whether we are in the faith, to examine us if we are truly bearing the cross. Has the cross really tattooed us the way that God intended it to be? As we look at ourselves, it is not us that is at work. It is the hand of a chastening, loving Father preparing us to meet him on the day to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. It is a loving hand of God that is here to free us from the secret creeping ends of sin and difference and offense and wrong thinking that bombard us every day. We are here so that we can stay clean, so that we may approach him. We are here today united to each other. We are dependent one upon another. You may think that you're an island. Any Christian that becomes an island because of, I don't have time, I'm too busy, I work too much, I've got things to do around the house. Those are people that ultimately, whose island is eroded and they end up sinking without anybody realizing they're even gone. See, we can only make the impact of unity one with another as we allow ourselves to invest in each other. I know that these might be words that you think, well, these, these don't make sense. They do make sense because Christianity is a unity not only to God, not only to the cross, not only to faith, not only to a church, but to one another. And any time that we forget that we are dependent and that individual that may seem so much lesser than us is so more important to us whenever we put our promotion or our well-being above those that have needs that are among us we have become blind we are here today to awaken ourselves awaken ourselves to awaken ourselves we are here today 
to serve others, to help them, to lift their burdens, to encourage them. I think the most disappointing thing in God's heart today and in every day and in many days and in the years past and in the years future is that you and I are like a revolving door. We pass people, we move them in and we move them out, but we really never make a difference. That is a wasted life, friends. That is a wasted faith. That is a wasted love. That is a waste of your potential. To hurry into church and to hurry out the church. To not to be involved in the church. Not to be a part of the household of faith. Not to be a part of the assembly. is like not showing up at Christmas dinner when it's been our tradition of our family. You're missed and we're all the worse for it. People lose their potentials because they never invest in other people. We're here to encourage to understand, to help give a lending ear of compassion and understanding. We are here to help someone else make it one more day, for this may be the day of the Lord. We are here because it might be the last time that we get to love someone. Maybe the last time that we get to say hi. We be the last time that we get to encourage them and to promote God's blessing upon their life. We understand that like everybody else that is in this building, we are warring a warfare. It's against ourselves, it's against others, it's against condemnation, it's against fighting our own hurts and our own disappointments that we take out upon others. We are here because we need one another. We are here because we are soldiers of the same cross. We are here that no matter where you are in that army, we need your help. We are here today because we realize someplace, though we come into churches and, and they don't know our name, or they don't recognize that we have value or potential, we still know that we belong to the family of faith. I don't know if you've ever been shunned by your family. I've been shunned by mine for years. I was shunned before I got saved. And I was shunned after I got saved. It is just a part of life. But it can be lonely being shunned. As many of you know. It can be lonely in a workplace where there are thousands of employees. But nobody gathers around you. Stories being told to the right and to the left. But no one hears yours. That should not be the way of the church. We are here and we recognize that sometimes we fight battles and we win and sometimes we lose. It doesn't matter. We are here to help celebrate with the victors and we are here to weep with the losers. Not only do we need each other, but we need the grace of God. And so at the cost of our own pride and our own hurts, our own direction, our own motives, our own plans, and our own purposes. We lay all that aside because really it doesn't matter. It does not matter when we gather today and we are united in Christ, united one to another. We've experienced the love of Christ and now we are the dispersers of that love so that the world may know who we are and who we belong to. 
because one of the true tests of Christianity is that we care and we love and we put others before ourselves. How can we say that we know him and love him when we do not know nor love those that are among us? That must never be in the indictment against the household of faith. We are gathered here today and this really, I, I want to just, to me it is one of the most holy moments of Christianity. The angels were there. God's power had raised one Christ Jesus from the dead. A miracle had taken place, not for God, not for Jesus, but for us. We are here today at this holy gathering, and that's what it is. It is a holy gathering. It is a designed assembly of holy people coming together to reaffirm our faith, not only one to another, but to our neighbors. I'm sure they must have thought, Harry must be going in for overtime. But really, Harry was headed someplace. I was telling my brother Charlie, we do it at 7 o'clock because I'm merciful. Brother Boger used to do it at 5 o'clock because he had no mercy. And at 5 o'clock, my mother would get us up in a bunch of rug rats, and she would gather the best clothes that we had, and she would put them on us, and we would all pile in neighbors' cars that were headed to our church. Because one car couldn't hold 10, 11, 12, 13 kids, plus the mother. So we would get in there. I don't know what we smelled like. Maybe that was the day that we did take a bath. I, I don't know. I don't ever remember toothbrushes and toothpaste. I don't remember too much of anything, but here I am alive. And for that, I'm grateful. And so I don't remember everything, and I don't, haven't been marked by any great memories, but I do remember we'd pile into the cars. At about 4.30, we'd muster our way to the church. And Brother Bogart would begin to preach after the choir sang, and welcome to sunrise service. And I would think, what is wrong with these people? It is 5 o'clock in the morning. Then after we got done with service, we would go home for breakfast. At our house, there was a cup of tea and a sliced or maybe a half a slice of toast. Or maybe it was puff wheat without milk. Whatever it was, we, were, we didn't know that we were poor until we got around other people that weren't. And they reminded us that we were poor. You know, a roach doesn't know that he's unusual unless he gets around something that's not a roach. You have to have something to compare itself, yourself with. But here today, we are here because it is a holy moment. It's a holy assembly. We have gathered together to call to remembrance the foundations of our faith. We're different, but we're all the same.
We all need Jesus Christ as our Savior. We're here today to remember that we have a hope of his return. And there's nothing more important than finishing with our faith intact. We will continue to contend with hardships, persecutions, disappointments, ups and downs, discouragement, life, death, failures and successes. We will contend with offenses. We will contend with hatred. We will contend with uh, misunderstandings. We will contend with tribulations, persecutions, principalities and powers. But nothing, nothing, nothing will keep us from staying connected to our faith in Christ Jesus. Communion. In this proclaimed assembly today is a time that we remember his virgin birth. Some would say, what is the most important event? They're all important, but they all hinge on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It reminds us today because he led a sinful life, sinless life. Without sin, he was tempted in all manner as we are, but he never caved. Never caved. We're here to realize that he lived a sinless life. We're here to realize that he went through an unjust judgment for us. That he suffered untold, unfathomable, unstable. Misunderstandings of what he did and who he was. He never stood there. He opened not his mouth like a sheep led to the slaughter. Said nothing. But he bore punishment for our sins. We are here and gathered in this holy assembly for this holy moment. Because we believe in his sacrificial death on the cross. We are gathered here today because that tomb is empty. Hallelujah. We are gathered here today because the tomb is empty. We are here to receive communion, to take a moment out of life, to make something different of every 365 days. It is now a day that we proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ, our surrender to his will and his purpose and not our own. And let us please not forget that Christianity is not just a way for us to have an appeased conscience or to have something to keep us morally straight or to have us positioned that we might prosper. But Christianity in all of its strength and its foundational purposes is where man recognizes God's great love and surrenders to carry out his will. It is where man realizes that we owe a debt that we could not pay. We are gathered here to remember that we once were lost and thank God we are redeemed. We are here because of the substitutionary work that was brought on by the shedding of his blood. We are here because we are not common people any longer. Don't let any man call us common to whom God has cleansed by his blood. 
We are not common people. We are new creatures. And believe me, we are new creatures. It is not just a Christian cliche. It is a new creature. We are the workmanship of God. We once were common, but the blood of Christ has made us uncommon. We are people that have set a moral compass not just to be different, not to be on the right side or on the left side, not to be conservative or, or liberal, but we are people that have a moral conscience because there is a God that rules in our life. We are not common because we've been separated from sin. We're not common. We are unblameable. We're not common. We are holy, consecrated, separated, sanctified to a divine purpose. We are forgiven, we are adopted, and we are forgivers ourselves. That is not common. We have been delivered from every evil work in the kingdom of darkness. We are here today because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Think of the old song. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. Hallelujah. We've all been sinners. We are gathered today in an assembly of holy people for a holy occasion. And on this most holy day, hallelujah, we are here remembering that we once were cursed, but now we are blessed. Galatians 3.13 makes the proclamation, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. For the sole purpose that the blessings of Abraham might come upon you and I, the Gentiles, through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit of adoption by faith. We are here because of his substitutionary suffering. We are here because of the uncontainable love of a God that we were separated from. But a God that would not stop, a God that would not give up, a God that would not forsake his plan. And that plan was that you and I would be reconciled unto him through one Christ Jesus. We are here today to receive the communion of our Lord Jesus Christ. The symbolism of our redemption and the awesome cost that it took to bring you and I into a place that we could cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Just the way that I am. Nothing to offer 
but a broken life ruled by sin. Nothing to offer but talents unknown. No purpose to fulfill except your will and not my own. Father, I thank you for accepting me through the death of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for this holy moment that I will commune with you, that I release you, Father, to reach forth that loving hand of chastisement. Prepare me, Father. Take off the tattered robes and outer garments and look at my heart in the closed closets, the places that I have hidden even from my own eyes. And God revealed to me that which would say, this is not needed, this is not urgent, this is not who you are. You are forgiving, you are loving, you're devoted and you are a servant of Jesus Christ. God, today, open our eyes that we may examine ourselves. Let, it let us recognize it's not us, but it is the touch of our Heavenly Father. God, that health, longevity, blessing, and a life of service and love may be seen by others. God, bless these sacraments that we receive today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Gentlemen.
Hey, Bob, could you bring me communion? Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, never mind. Please all stand your feet with me. I trust that the hand of the Father is reaching out, touching each and every one of us. I hope today reminds us and brings our reflections back to what love really does. That Jesus bore in his body the penalty for our transgression. He was pierced, he was wounded, not for himself, but for us. And that you and I should come to the place that as we look back at what Jesus did for us, that we would be Christ-like enough to bear the burdens of others. Not qualifying or justifying how they got there or what they went through or how they have struggled, but that we would simply see the need and that we would bear the burdens one for another. That we would remember that this small symbolism is just a small part of the broken and bruised and torn body of one Jesus Christ that erased the curse from our life that we could be blessed with the blessings of Abraham, that we could be blessed by the riches of a God that loved his people and his children. This is our inheritance, the inheritance of blessing, the inheritance to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, one that would be victorious when our enemies come out against us. One way they will flee seven ways that we would be blessed in our homes and blessed in our businesses. Jesus cared for our life. He made provision that every need would be met, every weakness swallowed up in strength, that we can do all things, literally all things through Christ that infuses his strength into every cell and every particle of our makeup. We are not common people. We are blessed by God. Let us eat. And the blood of Jesus that washed us so clean. Jeremiah 33 says, it's a fountain that ever flows and many times I've needed the cleansing blood of this lamb that was shed on my behalf just by the mistake that I've made calling myself a Christian and following as closely as I could yet stumbling on slippery rocks or crooked pathways or in a way that I thought was right and ended up being wrong and I'm saying something I shouldn't have said judging when I had no proof of judgment the Bible says if any man, you and I as believers, will come to Jesus and confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to cleanse us of our sins and to free us from all unrighteousness. The power of the blood is just 
as real and as necessary today as it has ever been. May we always run to the cross, understand the power of the blood when we make mistakes. Never run from God. He's always calling to us. Never be afraid of your mistakes. The blood is more powerful than our shortcomings. Let us drink. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you today that we are an uncommon people gathered at an uncommon moment. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. Confirmation that he is Lord in Christ. We've come here because we embrace our new identity. We are forgiven. We are the sons and daughters of God. We will not relinquish. We will not cave in. We will not draw back for we are kings and priests. We have a place with our Father at His right hand. We will not allow unbelief to cause us to denounce, to relinquish, or to turn back. We shall express our service to Christ and our love one for another. God, we thank you for the power of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Now before we start praying for people, we're going to receive our tithe and offering today. Somebody said, well, why are you, what, when do you take it? It's a part of our worship. It's a part of our value system with God. It's, a, it's an expression of our faith. Jesus and God's not uncomfortable with receiving offerings. In fact, God is encouraged when people come cheerfully and give to him. He loves a cheerful giver. Those that are hilariously, hilariously moved to give, knowing that God is the God of reward. As you give today, is going to be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Men and women will give it back into your bosom. Now you know that. And then for those of you that are tithing, God is going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out upon you a blessing that we cannot contain in this lifetime. It'll spew over into you and over into your children and over into your grandchildren. God is a giving God. God is a God of abundance. You know, the other day, uh, I was going down the road and I seen this Popeye chicken. I said, hey, let's stop in and, and try Popeye's chicken. They said, okay, Papa. So we pull in there and when I go through the door, I run into some lady. I mean, I just run into her, boom. I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm so sorry. She said, that's okay. And uh, so I bought her Popeye chicken. While we were sitting there, I thought, you know, there's a good spirit in here. And Lincoln said, yeah, there is. I said, let's just tip every worker in here. He said, you got that much money? I said, I've hid it from your mama. So I asked him to go get the cash for $100. And uh, so we made up $10 bills and we called all the employees of that place out front. I, I think nine, I, I don't know how many there were. It wasn't even relevant how many there were. And they came and I told them, I said, I need seed to sow. 
and you're my fertile soil. I need seed to sow, you're my fertile soil. You would have thought that you had given a million dollars to each one of those employees. But I'm teaching them that God is a giver. He's not just a taker. That God is a giver. And sometimes he just gives to people just because they're there. But I did appreciate the good cook cooking me shrimp. I did appreciate the woman waiting on me. I appreciated the woman giving her change. I appreciated the manager that said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought it's just $10, but your $10 or God's $10 to somebody else means a world of difference, a world of difference. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we bring our tithe and offering unto you today, God, we want to thank you that you've blessed us that we might be a blessing to others. Never let us forget the life-changing principles of giving and receiving. God, that seed changes our life, causes it to be a harvest field that you can bless us with. Now, God, we thank you for the tithe and offering today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. And if you're giving in the uh, Easter offering, Please hold that for just a moment, will you please? Stand your feet and bring your tithe and offering unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While they're wrapping up the offering, if you have brought your Easter offering, uh, if you'll just stand your feet and bring it, and uh, this is an offering that goes towards the house that helps us maintain the buildings and all that, and every year we take that up, and as you do your best, we know that every need will be met, and God will bless you for it. Praise God. Hallelujah.
it's, uh, it's your back. Yeah. Okay. Does that affect your uh, leg sometimes? Yeah. Like a sciatic, but yes. it's really yeah. not a sciatic. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to pray for you, and you're going to be okay. And uh, which one's your mama? You. Okay. All right. And that's your wife? They always say that you can tell how anointed a man is if he has a good-looking wife. You must carry an anointing. <laughs> when a one marries a ten, there's God is involved. No, I'm kidding. All right, let me pray for you. Now, you're not going to have this anymore. In the hallelujah, it seems like that your hips shift uh, in that, and that, and that causes that. Uh, in the name of Jesus, Right now, God, I loose the working of miracles into this back right now. I command that back to come into alignment. These nerves right now, I command them. Loose that inflammation. God, to be normal in the name of Jesus from this point on. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. There you go. Praise God. How you doing, Mother? Good. Good deal. How's your hearing? It's not so good. It's not so good. Okay, you want it worse or you just want to keep it there or you, would you like to get healed? I'd like to get healed. Okay, do you wear uh, hearing aids? Okay, all right. Uh, did it just start going because of what they call age? Yes. Okay, all right. Are you married? Okay, well, sometimes it's selective hearing. Aids. <laughs> all right, now which ear is the worst? This one. This one? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you tormenting spirit, Right now, I command you, you deaf devil, come out in the name of Jesus. Be open in Jesus' name. I command right now in this right ear, I command you in the name of Jesus to come out in the name of Jesus. Be open in Jesus' name. God, I loose the working of miracles right now in Jesus' name. Can you hear clear? Yes. Well, good. There you go. Hallelujah. Now, if somebody's trying to ask you out to get married, praise God, you can say yes. Hallelujah. How you doing? Are you relation to these guys? You're their kid? Stand up. What happened to you? You, <laughs> you got the ring, you got the height. Hallelujah. Great deal. You play uh, football? I did in high school. You did in high school. But you quit before your senior year? You quit in your senior year? I wasn't able to play my You weren't able. Well, let me, all you have to do is say yes. I'll get to the story. Okay? Okay. And you were injured, so you did not finish your senior year. Now, does that injury still bother you? No. It doesn't. What was it? Uh, my left kidney. I lost my left kidney in a snowmobile accident. Your left what? Kidney kidneys so they went really and your right one's okay though okay all right praise god and you're okay yeah. after after that good deal all right praise god well you'll live a good life and a long life and uh you know just know that god knows everything about you isn't that neat it is hallelujah there you go praise god now uh are you in a relationship with a girl no good you come out of one you haven't been in one? No, I have. I just oh. met not oh, recently. Don't, don't worry. We aren't saying that you're gay or anything. We're just asking. We're just asking. So uh, was it a, a good breakup or a bad one? A uh, bad one. A bad one? Yeah. You know, there is a thing when we select and there's a thing when God selects. Don't be in a hurry. You know, as you wait upon the Lord.
things are renewed. As you wait upon the Lord, things are restored. Just let God do what God's going to do. And you know what? Falling in love is just that. Falling in love is not a calculated thing because no matter what they look on the outside, all of that stuff just goes downhill, son. Yeah, you don't think your mother married your dad looking like that, do you? No, he had a 29-inch waist and hallelujah and all that, just praise God. It all leaves. Let God direct you, okay? Let God, let God be in charge of you. Hallelujah, praise God. How you doing, young man? I need help for my, I have a high hernia. You have a hernia. Hernia, okay, all righty. And where are you from? St. Mary's. St. Mary's. And your name is? Mark Greenbaum. You know my dad. I know your dad, Greenbaum. All right. In the name of Jesus Christ, I curse right now this hyenal hernia, and I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it, Father. Amen and amen. Now, did you have pain in that? Did you have pain in that? Check me. Tell me what you got. Looks better. Good deal. Now, everything else okay with you? You drink? Yep. That ain't okay. Now listen, uh, I see you go I, to the altar today. That's why I went there for. Okay. Let me tell you something. We're going to pray. I'm going to break the power of this. Pray for a guy. Get stop drinking. One time he seen me come down the street and he run across the street and I yelled at him, "Where are you going?" He said, when I was at your church, you prayed for me to hate alcohol. And the only thing I can drink now is beer, and I'm staying away from you. But you know what? We're just going to pray, and this is just going to end up. You know what? What it costs you to get this way, and what it steals from your life is just not worth it. The exchange is not there. Now, in the name of Jesus, I curse God right now, this desire for alcohol. I command it right now to come out of him. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you for it. There you go. Hallelujah. Hey, did my granddaughter get you a picture back yet? Did she take a picture of you? I don't know. Did she? She got the wrong cup while I stand her back here to take a picture of you. Somebody else got a picture hanging. Hallelujah. Praise God. How you doing, young man? Good deal. Are all these people with you or you're with him? Not in date-wise, just, okay, yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, praise God. Where are you from? Walpaw. Well, great. Well, we're glad to have you guys. And uh, is Andrew living right? Is, is, is he living right? You sure? Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, what do you do in school? Uh, um, my major is marketing. Wow. You know it. Okay. And uh, do you play any sports? You just watch girls and go to school? Yeah, just study and go to school. Good, good deal. Well, I'm glad to have you with us today. Praise God. And your name is? Uh, Riley. Glad to meet you, man. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Come on, everybody. Get your mind on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray for this lady right over here. How you doing, Pat? How are you doing?
are you doing, young lady? Good deal. What do you need God to do? Save my family. Huh? Save my family. Okay. What is your greatest physical ailment besides that? High blood pressure. Okay, stand up here. When you go to the doctor, tell him to check your adrenal gland. Okay? I went to, I drove myself to the hospital, had 298 blood pressure over 125. They said, boy, you won the lottery. I said, why is that? I said, I didn't win the lottery. I'm, I'm blessed. They said, yeah, well, three doctors come and said, you won the lottery, buddy. People like you don't walk out of here. So I told Dr. O'Blue, those people don't know what's wrong with me. Send me a hospital. So he sent me to Cleveland Clinic. The lady did one test and said, you don't have high blood pressure. Every test that they've ran on you, checking you, trying to find out what's wrong with you, you have no heart issues, you have no blockages, you have nothing. It is your adrenal gland. And my blood pressure immediately become normal. Normal. So don't take just one view. Take more than that. Amen? Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I curse right now the root cause of this high blood pressure. In the name of Jesus, I break its power. And then, God, I ask you to hear her request. That, Father, you said you would do above all things that we ask or think, God, you would perform. Now, God, bring her family in. Save them, God. And, God, reconcile them under Christ Jesus. Now, Holy Ghost, convict them. We bind the spirit of blindness that keeps them bound. And, God, let them come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 And how are you doing? Remind me who you are. Karen Drew. Oh, yeah. And how are you doing? Really well. Good deal. Now, what'd you come for today? I know just being service and all that stuff, but what do you need God to touch today? The salvation of Okay, Father, in the name, do you have a, a, a sometimes like a, I think they call it a fluttering? In, you do. Uh, you know, God can fix that. Okay, so, so we're just going to pray for that, and God will fix that too, okay? And, and, and he can do both, okay? Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this fluttering of the heart right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I break its power I command this heart to come into alignment in Jesus name then God I ask you to bring her family in Holy Ghost put a hook in their mouth give them no peace give them no rest God bring them into the kingdom of God and we ask it in Jesus Christ's name amen and amen hallelujah hallelujah how you doing time Good. Awesome. Hallelujah. That's the way you want to be. Is this the same girl you brought last time? Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, you just rotating them like doors. Hallelujah. Gee, money. Well, I guess when you're young, you can do that, right? Hallelujah. Come on, raise your hands towards heaven. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, the last 
vertebra. Uh, it, it is, it is uh, your last disc is ruptured. It's the bottom disc of your, of your spine, and it's uh, ruptured. It's inflamed all the time, and you can't get any freedom from that. Now, who is that? Who is that here? It's, it is your uh, bottom uh, a disc. You just got one. Is, is that you? Who is it? Come up here, John. And how are you doing? Good. Praise God. Did you uh, know you was coming into this situation? No, you didn't. No, yeah, no, I, know. I know it. You got like, I ain't wanting to be here all over you. But you came, and we're glad that you did. Praise God. Hallelujah. And this is who? Your wife. Good deal. Thank God you aren't like that kid over there, Zion. Lord, gee, man, he's bringing a different one every week. <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, what is wrong with you, uh, young lady? I had surgery, and I'm kind of having complications afterwards. Okay. So I've got a big one being fed. Where'd you have surgery at? Grandview. Okay. And uh, so you're having complications with that? Okay, stand your feet. Let's just pray. You'll be able to tell if they go. Okay. This might be why you're here. Kind of like being drugged to your in-laws until you get there and the, your father-in-law gives you something you wanted before he dies. Hallelujah. Now, in the name of Jesus, God, right now, I loose the working of miracles. God, right now, remedy this. Every side effect, God, every symptom, every... God, every complication right now, I loose the working of miracles into our life in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now check yourself. Tell me. Tell me what you do. The nausea is gone. Huh? The nausea is gone for a little while. Really? That might have been why you come. Hallelujah. Are you glad you come? Yes. Hallelujah. Look at this. He's so glad. Hallelujah. There you go. Hallelujah. Now you're going to be okay. You're not going to have any more problems, no more complications. That's it. It's done, okay? All right, praise God. Now, aren't you glad you come? Yes. All right, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And how are you doing? Sure you are. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said, I'm okay, I'm wonderful, I'd be in Aruba, vacationing. So... Tell me what's going on. I feel very blessed today. I, I know you feel very blessed. Praise God. You believe God is a God of second chances? Yes, I do. You believe he I can take... I have my family here today. Oh, good and deal. I that you think that God can take broken things and put them all together and make them stronger and better than they've ever been? Amen? I believe that God is a yard sales expert. In other words, he takes somebody else's discarded stuff and it makes it somebody else's treasure. I believe that. And you are not done. In other words, the latter is always going to be greater than the former. We don't have to be anything. We weren't anything, and there wasn't anything wrong with us. It just, sometimes people value systems change. But that doesn't mean that what they have is not valuable. Amen? And, uh, you know, like you, you get a kitty cat free, about two weeks later, you say, I'll kill this cat. You put it outside and you sell it for two bucks. Yeah, they, something is that. Is that him? No, good deal. 
Well, let me tell you something. You're back to the God, <laughs> yeah, God is a repairer and God is a restorer. And God's about to do something real unique in your life. He's going to restore some things in your life. He's going to make things new. And uh, he's okay. He's a keeper. You're a keeper. You want us to mount him after service? No, I'm kidding. How are you doing? Not bad. Okay, good deal. And what are you here for? You're like that guy over there. Gee, many man, me Easter is a terrible time. No, I'm glad that you're here. Praise God. But what's your what's your physical need? Really? She's saying no high blood pressure. What else? Oh, at the, well, that's where I just caught by the spirit indigestion. So you like that? Okay, well, good. Let's get rid of it, okay? That way you don't have to have it. Amen. And uh, let somebody else have it, not you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now for this digestive system. And I curse God right now, all this indigestion, this reflux right now. I curse it. Now, God, resolve it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And how are you doing? Good deal. Yours? No. You want one? <laughs> oh, that's Cullen. How are you doing there, Cullen? Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we're glad to see you here on Easter and Christmas. You know what I'm getting ready to say. Yeah, there's a whole lot more Sundays besides Easter and Christmas. And you must come for Jesse. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hallelujah. Love to see when Jesse's not here. Praise God. Freeman, how's she doing? How are you doing? You're doing well. Good deal. Good deal. How about you, Freeman? You're doing good. Married young and rich, and you're set for life, aren't you? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad you're doing good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up towards heaven. You know it's about time for, told Cody, it's about time to have another baby. You need a house first. That's why mom and dads exist. Move in. Eventually, they move out. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's the truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift your hands up one more time. I'm going to pray Matt's prayer so that this service can... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. This, do I, do I, uh, this guy right here in the plaid shirt right behind Do I know you? I don't. Uh, is, is that your wife? Oh, your wannabe wife? Oh, your wannabe wife. Okay, have you asked her yet? Are you going to ask her? Well, well, you know, stand up because you've been through some real heartaches, but sometimes we get places that we don't intend to be, we never planned on being, and doesn't matter how we get there, it's just that no place is beyond the rescue of God. And I'm telling you, God is a restorer. The Bible said when you can catch a thief, you could cause him to restore 
sevenfold. In other words, God brings everything that you've ever lost and prospers that which he puts back into your hand seven times. Now, God is going to do something in your life. I, I just see you coming through a great time of struggle and a great time of disappointment. Well, God's going to restore that. He has a way of turning sorrows into joy. The Bible says sorrow is at night, but joy comes in the morning. And I believe that it's about to crest and it's about to break on you. I believe a morning is going to come. In other words, God's going to open up your eyes, whether it's to the cross or whatever it is. I don't know where you are spiritually, but I'm telling you that God is going to make your latter end better than your former. And I'm telling you, the joy of what you are going to experience is going to swallow up the sorrow that you have come through. You really thought that you were coming to the end of yourself. You didn't know what to do. You didn't know why. You didn't know why it happened. You didn't know how it happened. But you got through it. But kind of like what Paul says, I despaired of life. But then finally I decided, you know what? There's something better than dying. And that's what you did. And God's going to restore that to you. And God's going to heal your brokenheartedness. And what that means simply means that you can trust again. You can love again. You can move on. You can plan again. You can dream again. God's going to do all that for you. Now, I've never met you, but I'm glad that you're here. Because God is going to touch you in some way. He'll verify it like a dream. He'll come to you and speak to you in a dream. And God speaks to us once, twice in the day, and we get so busy, we don't hear him. But God's going to speak to you. And God's just going to confirm what I've said to you. And something's going to happen. And I'm telling you, things are going to click in your life. Just remember this moment right here with God, that God told you things are going to begin to click in your life. You watch things happen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, one more time, lift your hands up towards heaven. John, let me pray for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now for this ruptured disc. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command all this pain in Jesus' name to come out of him. Now, God, I loose the working of miracles right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Connie, what's wrong? What are you going through here? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak right now to this hip area. I command it in the name of Jesus. Right now, I speak to this pelvic bone. I command it to move and to come into alignment in Jesus' name. God, I command this knee, all this pain. In the name of Jesus, I command this knee, God, to line up and be normal. All this pain to come out of her right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. It's going to be fine, Connie. Hallelujah. How you doing, young man? Doing good? Got your arm around one girl and reaching for another. Are you related to Zion over there? You related to that guy over there, Zion? He brings one girl every week? Oh, I know. <laughs> I've seen that flash in your mind to be young again. No, it's not. It's not worth it. So this is your wife and this your daughter. Yeah, right. You knew I was throwing that out there. And uh, how are you doing? You are. 
I don't think so. Stand your feet here. There are things that need to be in order, things that need to be systematic in our systems, and things that need to be normal and balanced. Uh, things that women think that need, they need to be in line. They need to be in balance because they cause all type of havoc when they're not. And uh, I think God's going to touch you and bring that into alignment. That's what I think. In Jesus Christ's name, Father, I loose right now divine order. God, in Jesus Christ's name, I loose an order into her life right now, an order, God, into her system. God, bring it all into normalcy in Jesus' name. And I curse, God, this disruption or this order in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And how are you doing? Your neck is okay? Do you have neck problems? Oh, you in your back? Okay, stand up here. Okay. Huh? So you need help too. You just don't want to spill your guts. How does it feel like running around with two people who don't tell the truth? Don't let that get off on you, okay? Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this upper back area, God, in this neck, in the name of Jesus, even down, God, in this hip area, I command in the name of Jesus right now, everything come into alignment. I command you to loose her, and God, I loose healing right now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Now, what did you need? Everything's okay. What did you need? Shoulder pain. You want us to get pain in that one so it'll match that one? <laughs> no. How would you like to get rid of that one? There, all right. Hallelujah. How would you like to find new friends? In, <laughs> not new parents, new friends. In the name of Jesus, I command all this pain right now, God. In all this scar tissue, I command it to come out right now. Loose it in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. Amen. Now move that on. Tell me if you can get any pain going. Feels better. Oh, not better. Is it, <laughs> it, does it have pain? No. Well, then it has to feel good. <laughs> not better. Do you go to school? Help these guys with English. Will you please? Praise God. Hallelujah. How you doing, Deb? Good deal. I, I believe you. Sue, how you doing? You know, you're encouraging me. I really liked your husband when I met him. He's a, yeah, hallelujah. Keep hanging in there. Need to get saved to get better, but he's pretty good anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's, everybody has their day. I'm telling you, I run around with Phyllis. She has days. Praise God. Listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate your husband. I really liked him. Just, just I know he will. Absolutely, I will. Yeah, drag him in. Hallelujah. You're absolutely right. Praise God. Now, how is his digestive system? He doesn't take indigestive medicine? Yeah, he does. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're getting old. Okay. Yeah, all right. I'm going to pray for him. And I'll tell you what, in three days from now, he's not going to have to take that anymore. 
In the name of Jesus, I speak to this digestive system right now. You said, God, that if a woman had sanctified her house, that God, her husband, though he had sinned, God, he would still be blessed. Now, God, I loose blessing upon him right now into this digestive system in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for it. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're sick here today, if you will stand to your feet, put your hand on your sickness, I'm going to pray a mass prayer. And this happens all over the world, and you'll see people get touched and healed, and things will be done away with. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your sickness. The other hand, just lift towards heaven. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against every spirit of infirmity. I come against God every cancerous spirit. I come against God every blood disease, every blood disorder. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I break the power of arthritis. I break the power, God, of inflammation. I break the power, God, of fibromyalgia. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I curse those things. I command you to come out of them in Jesus Christ's name. Then, Father, I loose right now miracles into the area of God, the lung, and the heart. I ask God that they begin to work in unison, bring the timing back together, the useful function, God, of the heart to the lung and the lung to the heart. God, I speak right now, God, to kidney areas, to livers. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command livers to be cleansed. In the name of Jesus Christ, all types of hepatitis C, hepatitis A and B, God, I curse them. I command them right now to come out of them in Jesus' name. Now, God, I loose miracles, God, into the gland area. There is a gland dysfunction and imbalance. I curse that gland dysfunction and imbalance in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command them glands to line up. I speak to the thyroid gland. I speak to the adrenal, the pituitary gland. In the name of Jesus, I command these glands to become normal and in order in Jesus Christ's name. I speak, God, to blood clots in legs right now. In the name of Jesus, I command these blood clots to dissipate in Jesus Christ's name. I speak, God, right now to a blood disease that speaks, God, that it coagulates too much. I curse that blood disease in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, God, I loose miracles into the teeth, into gums. I speak, God, into nasal passages and bronchial passages right now. In the name of Jesus, be thou free in Jesus' name. I loose miracles right now, God. I command all bases of all pain, discomfort, God, to be gone in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, God, I loose miracles into the feet. God, into the elbows, into the hands, into joints, God, deformed bones in the name of Jesus. I command you to be reformed, to be normal in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, God, I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. Sing this song with me as we dismiss today. And God, I ask you to bless the food that is out there, the hands, God, that have brought it, prepared it, laid it out for us. God, we thank you for those people coming to being serviced to us today in this day that we declare a celebration of resurrection. Now, Father, we thank you for all that you've done. And we sing, God, bless the Lord. Come on, let's sing that with me. 
Panera brought it in, but I think somebody else paid for it. But enjoy yourself. God bless you. <laughs>